welcome back to the good screen where we take a break from the bad screen and look at the good screen i'm russell i'm lauren and today we are going to talk about two movies two two yes bofa bofa movies we're gonna talk about bofa movies and (laughs) we are going to get into that in a minute Mm -hmm. just a little bit of a warning You've probably looked at the playtime, but this is probably going to be one of our longer episodes yet again. That isn't with friends on. That isn't with the guests on. Yes. And we'll tell you why in a minute. But first, Lauren. Russell. What have you been enjoying on the good screen? I have been enjoying not that much. I have been very busy at work this week. I started my first week at my new job. So I've been busy with that. I'm actually working 40 hours. Whoa. Crazy. Whoa. Big girl. Yeah. So I don't have as much free time. Uh, This week, I um, what do you do in my free time this week? You didn't really do much at all. No, I really didn't. We watched the Nintendo Direct. That happened. Yeah. That just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I watched you play Ratchet and Clank. Right. uh, Which I'm assuming you'll talk about. I'm going to do like a speed run through all the things this week. Yeah, I guess you did a lot more than me. I did. When I've been home, I've done like nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I haven't even sewed much this week. Wow. Everything okay? Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) I've just been busy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll say what I've been doing. Yeah. um, Shortly after the last episode, I broke down. I cried. He did. I it was absolutely pathetic. I unplugged my Xbox <laughs> and I went to GameStop. GameStop. Ugh. And bought a PlayStation 5. GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, wow, that's, we're derailing already. I remember um, Chad and JT, they did a skit where, like, this was before, like, the stock thing happened <laughs> really? with GameStop. They went in, like, Chad was trying to, like, do business mm-hmm. and he was walking into random places and he went to GameStop he goes hey GameStop how about Game Start? <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> and he just walks out <laughs> wow it was so funny yeah uh and anyway so I went into the GameStop <laughs> Game and uh <laughs> I was like I'll take a PlayStation 5 he's like do you want to get any games do you want to get any accessories and I was like listen dude I'm only here because this is where I can get it. Yeah. I'm going to go to the family o- family owned? Uh, <laughs> to the locally owned. One of them is family owned. Yeah, to the locally owned game store, and I'm going to buy a fucking video game there. You told them that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I That's what I thought, though. <laughs> and so I got, um, well, I played Astro's Playroom again. Oh, yes, naturally. That game Platinum is so the cute. game on my normal I account. I did watch you play the first when we borrowed uh will party's playstation 5 yes i watched you play it that week and it was a lot of fun to watch you play it that game is amazing and it makes me feel young yeah and then i got ratchet and clank at the local game store mm-hmm. used i think um which was fast that's wow. very fast to play a game already I, well i guess the playstation 5 has been no, out for like it, a year that game in particular has been out since 2021 Oh, well. Yeah, can you believe it? It's been like that long. That's two years ago. Russell, the last three years have <laughs> gone such by a blur, so fast right? for me. 
Um, so I, I, I started playing Ratchet and Clank, and holy fuck, another one makes me, it doesn't make me feel young. Another but like, one. It's one of those like I keep thinking of the Ratatouille meme where like the old guy eats the the soup and yeah, oh, yeah. he's like transported back into like his a childhood. child and his mom's like making on the stove. Yeah, yeah. It it is just like the original ones on the PlayStation Two and the PS Three. The mm-hmm. PS Three ones were also really good. Wow. It, yeah, everyone who owns a PS5 should play that game, like, mm. maybe second. It is really pretty. Second after Astro's Playroom. Astro, after Astro's Playroom. Yeah. yeah. And um, I got, well, I had Bug Snacks because I, I claimed it, like, two two years ago, I guess, on yeah. PlayStation Plus. Yeah, didn't like that one very much. Didn't really like it that much. Probably going to try and get into it later. Mm. There's just so, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now with PlayStation stuff. Like I, I guess so. I am uh, Snoy incarnate right now. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Lots of stuff. And then, of course, the big game, Hogwarts, came out. Yes, Hogwarts came out. We both um, have opinions on it. I think it's great. I uh, understand that the developers of this game had nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. Um, I understand everyone has their opinions. We both have brains, so let's just not... cut to the chase. We both have brains. Yeah. Also, we the only thing I ourselves. am upset about, which I know you're tired of hearing me talk about because you just are tired it's not of historically hearing me accurate. talk about historical clothing in general, <laughs> but the clothing, literally, even in the flashback that they showed to probably like 200 years before this game takes place or whenever the hell that was that we just watched. But it's a wizard attire. Russell, it's timeless. Not the same. The outfits that they wear... Like, the, like, school uniform, like, the suit thing and the pants, that is, like, a 1950s silhouette. It's nowhere near to, eat like, 1820s or 30s where this game's supposed to be taking place. It's, like, 1890s. It's 1890s? Yeah. That's even worse. It's still not even fucking close. I don't care. I <laughs> do, goddammit. I care. Well, maybe you should join the line with all the... I was the only one who was excited for the new Fashion Sense game in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Everyone else in the Disky Disc server was like, man, these first like five minutes suck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when are they going to get to the out. things that they're always going to show in only the last five minutes because it's the stuff anyone ever watches it for? And they showed the new... It's it's Style Savvy 5. It's, it's made by the same people as Style Savvy. This is Style Savvy 5. Yeah. And Style Savvy was like my whole childhood. And... No one else wanted to be excited with me about it, except for like people on Twitter. That's because nobody else, um, nobody else has a taste. F- fucking obviously. I guess. Thank I you. don't know, but yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Hogwarts is really good. I'm only played for like five hours because it came out in the middle of the work week. Yeah, I've decided I want to play, which is apparently a predicament now. Yeah. So when I pre-ordered <laughs> the game, I was like, Lauren, are you gonna play this game? Because we had the option. I was like. I, I can get it on the Xbox and play there, and then Lauren, like, first world problem, like... Yeah. Yeah, and now Lauren's like, well, I want to play two now, and I'm going to play tonight, actually, and you can't beat <laughs> Ratchet and Clank tonight because uh, I'm going to play this game. Okay, I didn't say that. So... Russell's gaslighting me. He's putting words <laughs> in my mouth. So, I that's said, the whole thing. I I'm going to play, please. But overall... Said, no! Overall, like, Adam PlayStation... No! PlayStation 5 overall is, like... <laughs> Um, it's, it's just crazy. It's very good screen. It's. Yeah. It looks very good on our screen particularly as well. Cause yeah. 4K TV. It's not even the screen, like the controller. It feels like an, an experience, which is different from the Xbox. When I got my Xbox, I plugged it in. I installed a game I played on the other Xbox mm-hmm. and I, that was it. 
And on this one, it's like a new new experiences. Hmm. That's that's the only thing I'm gonna say. Like, I still like the Xbox, and I'm still gonna get games for the Xbox. Okay. But the PlayStation is on another level, and yeah. there's no there's no way in hell that this antitrust thing is actually gonna flop because they're just they're they operate on another level, and Xbox oh, needs all the help they can that. get. I do really so. like I do really like the ui on the playstation it is so much better it separates all the media from your games yeah. automatically it's like a whole nother tab yeah because after like a day or two your xbox menu is just all the streaming apps because there's no fucking games to play on it <laughs> <laughs> and wow. i like the thing on the playstation where like on i guess certain games mm-hmm. harkens back to the wii where it plays a little uh, music when you're out hovering over the game kind of like kind of like the wii or the the 3ds where like you, you select the game and it plays a little thing oh yeah 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 it, it will play like the harry harry potter harry theme song. that's that so song I plays like every five seconds in the game because whenever you get a page whenever you get a page it, it plays it like the first j- part of the jingle to be fair that's a big i love the harry potter soundtrack well the soundtrack in the game is just the same like well, it's not the same it's like yeah. it's like similar like like i whimsical haven't seen all the movies i'll be the first to it because i just wasn't raised in that generation it was like your generation that was more harry potter focused than mine you you were like I the was tail just end too late you i had friends end. i had friends who their whole personality was harry potter even then i was like it's kind of weird but all right you were more twilight twilight came out closer to when I, you were in high school i no middle school i mean twilight came out in 2008 russell oh yeah i would have been nine <laughs> I would have been in like okay. I would have been in like fourth, fifth grade. Lauren is twenty three, almost twenty four. I guys. turned twenty four in like uh, two weeks. Yeah. Um. So everybody say happy birthday to me. I'll cry a lot. No. Um. No, you don't. Have to, you don't have to say that. Um. What was I saying? Oh, but I never really got into Harry Potter. I read the first few books. I had the whole set. I did not bring it with me when I moved here, and I kind of regret that. Buy the whole set. I mean, yeah, you have like the cooler. I have the hardcover. I have the original. Like those are original, um, Mm. original pressings. Original pressings. Original um, (laughs) runs. I think all of those are original. I like how like, starting with like the fourth book, it's just like three times as thick. Uh, It only got worse because the my sister (laughs) read those books so a few of those books so often that the binding made it stretch out even more. Oh great! Yeah, so that's awesome. I only um, read the books uh, once and then half of them twice. I read later the first on. three a few times. Yeah. Because I couldn't really get much farther than that. That's kind of when I lost interest. They're super quick reads. They are really quick reads. Yeah. Um, the movies, I don't think I've watched all of them like sequentially. I just kind of watched them whenever they're on like ABC Family and that was the only like half decent thing on TV. Well, if we need bonus episodes for like we can't do it, we, we should just record a bunch of those for Harry Potter. We'll get it canceled out the wazoo. But yeah. you know what? It's already stuff I already bought. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I don't have I don't have my Blu-rays anymore for Harry Potter. No. Oh, well, we can go support a local game store and yeah, buy it from we probably them. get. I really want the steel books for it. They had like mm. a steel book set. Yeah. So cool. I'm sure they did. All right. Well, um, I think we've talked about enough of what we've been enjoying on the good screen. We yeah. have a lot to go over today. So, uh, let me just explain what's going on. So last week we kind of talked about this with Tiny. Mm-hmm. She was like, you guys should watch. We were telling her about Scott Pilgrim. This is um, Valentine's Month, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl Month. Yes. And she was like, we told her about Scott Pilgrim. And we're uh-huh. like, and, and all the stuff about what a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is. We're not going to go over that again. No. 
you got if you are a listener you know yeah and um she's like you guys should watch juno and i was like you know what that's a good idea because technically we did miss a week mm-hmm. of the month because we had to uh, we had, we did the live one yeah uh, which was great and we really liked having jj on got some feedback from that episode actually before we continue oh is that what will emailed us about no 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 that isn't what will email us about oh did he... somebody not like it no 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 um i said that sounded like it was bad news you did uh irene too uh commented on it and said she checked it his out his band on uh, spotify or whatever nice and she liked it kind of nice kind of she said she liked it okay not kind of she said she liked it so far awesome so far that's what she thanks irene you're supporting so we it worked somebody (laughs) somebody listened to his band i'll have to tell him (laughs) yeah i'll message him later Uh, he got one more listener yeah it it was great we actually got a lot of feedback on the last episode too let's let's talk about oh well yeah we had we had someone else we had had a prolific guest on yeah (laughs) (laughs) um infamous yeah, and and um, it was nice. Uh, it was a good one, and everyone, uh, everyone, and uh, yes, I know I was a little quiet. I was so mad about that. Did someone else say that too? Irene too also mentioned that. Oh, she is said, that hey, noticeable? You're you're a little quiet. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I didn't pick that up because I was like looking at it the whole time. Anyway, okay. so yeah, so we decided that we are going to watch Juno. Mm-hmm. And Scott Pilgrim this week and for a Michael Sarah double feature. Yes. Although, um, and Michael Sarah wasn't in Juno too much. He wasn't. And we'll go into that a little more soon. So, um, what was I going to say? I, I just want to say Juno isn't really a manic pixie dream girl movie at all. No, it's just because Michael Sarah was in it's it. It's just because he was in it. But no, if it, anything, it, it's just a very powerful movie. It is a very powerful movie. But uh, it, it definitely, I would, I think it would fall under a Valentine's Day umbrella for sure. It's about love and it would have been an interesting one to have watched as our personal valentine's day movie yeah should we talk about that for a minute sure so lauren and i when we started dating uh, we were long distance the first year first, uh, first, first valentine first two valentine's days yeah. yeah and um and we were like well let's watch like a movie and that's yeah. it that's really all we can do like over yeah. uh, netflix and and gather or whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i was like okay let's watch oh let's watch her this looks interesting yeah we watched her and what a fucking awful valentine's <laughs> day movie especially for a long distance long distance couple of a guy just staring at his phone going you're so beautiful i can't wait to i can't wait to talk to you later and then having sex with it yeah and and um and then the end of that movie is just like so fucking so weird. sad and weird yeah. and just miserable and so it started a trend of us like purposely watching ill-fit love movies on valentine's day yeah. the next year we watched um marriage story no yes 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 it was the next year we watched liars in the real yeah <laughs> yeah marriage story i love that movie it was a great movie a great but movie. it was not about val- can you imagine someone like <laughs> like right before covid in because that was 2020 yeah and being like hey let's just stay home and watch a uh, marriage story i think this will be cool and then it's like a first date and like it's a divorce movie <laughs> and it's like oh okay but that was a really good movie yeah uh i wish is it on like i would buy that if it was on like a criterion i don't think it's criterion i do want to get the it's Wally criterion. criterion oh yeah it is it's criterion material oh definitely for sure oh, for sure 
Um, and then the next year we watched Lars and the Real Girl, which started out as a terrible Valentine's Day movie. Yes. But we will say it turned into like actually a kind of heartwarming story by the it end. It did. It was a very good movie. That's probably the favorite one that I've watched so far. Yeah, give it like 30 minutes and you'll be invested and you won't <laughs> yes. think the guy's a fucking weirdo or a loser. No, it'll actually be really depressing. And then last year we watched um, Destination, Destination Wedding, Wedding yeah. with Keanu Reeves and Winona Wider. Winona Wider. Winona Wider. Winona Wider. And that one was good. It was. It was different than what I it thought. It was different. It was definitely more indie. Yeah. It Although was, they did go to like a really nice place. It was just no one else spoke the except for Keanu and Winona. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour and a half like conversation. conversation. Yeah, it, but it was cool. It was interesting. It was, interesting. It was actually a really interesting. Yeah. I haven't se- ever seen a movie like that. No, and uh, I don't think we've decided what we're watching on Valentine's Day this year. I think we. I think we already did. Although I do have an idea for a terrible Valentine's Day movie. Okay, don't tell me. Okay. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and switch <laughs> gears. Let's start. Let's start for real. Talking about Juno. Hey Russell. Um. Cut here. I don't think I've ever said that. And welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. So, um, I guess I should also mention that we're we're gonna start kind of having information to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we decided instead of doing like the Metacritic score stuff. Yeah. Which we did for a little while at first, and then we stopped. Yeah. And then we kind of brought it back. We're not gonna do it for now. With it may video- co- it may come back someday if yeah. it, if it's like related to the movie in some right. way. But we wanted to talk more about like the production and like the the background of the movie. Yeah, video game month made me realize I liked having a little story before we talked about the movie. I have so much story to tell you about Scott Pilgrim. Okay, that's like, great. Probably way too much. Can I tell you a little bit about Juno before we go in? Yes, please. All right, Juno was directed by Jason Reitman. Am I supposed okay. to know who that is? Uh, you will in a minute. Okay. He also directed Thank You for Smoking. That isn't what you'll know. No. Up in the air. No. Young adult. You ever see Young Adult? No. Ghostbusters Afterlife. No. All right. Well, his dad was the director of the original Ghostbusters, and no, like still a no. Space Jam. Yes. Okay. His dad directed Space Jam. <laughs> nice. And Kindergarten Cop. If you've seen that. No. He is Canadian, and this whole movie is set in Canada. I kind of so, figured. We'll we'll talk about that in a and minute. Isn't Michael Sarah Canadian too? I think I think everyone in this in this movie is Canadian. Yeah. I I think Jason Bateman is too, mm-hmm. although I'm not sure. Yeah, he's Canadian, and it was the second movie he directed. Uh, Thank you for smoking was the first one. I heard that movie is actually really good. I think they find out that smoking is actually like really good for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that's the premise of the movie. <laughs> um, what the fuck? All right, and it was written by Diablo Cody, which sounds like a that's a cool name, a screen name. Yeah. Uh, probably not her real name. It was a woman. Oh, that's a legit name. And, um, yeah, uh, she also wrote Jennifer's Body. I haven't seen that. Young Adult. Nope. And an unreleased, I don't know why I wrote uncredited. I meant unreleased. Mm-hmm. Madonna biopic. Oh. So that's that interesting. That would have been interesting. Uh, when this movie came out, it was 2007, and Roger Ebert was still alive. Who? 
Roger Ebert, the the guy who like created Two Thumbs Up. No. He was like a he was like the movie critic. Russell, I was eight years old when this came okay, out. Okay, well, all right. So yeah, we're learning about movies in this podcast, so that's okay. <laughs> um, it was his favorite movie of uh 2007. Okay. Uh, and it was. Just, coincidentally the third major motion picture of 2007 to have a plot centered around a woman's unplanned pregnancy what along with knocked up and waitress they wow. all came out in the same i year. think i have something about knocked up in my notes too okay cool i do all right so do you want to hear the box office figures yes okay i did not write that down for scott pilgrim it's okay i don't know why i wrote it down it's, it's really boring i can i will tell you scott pilgrim totally tanked in the box office yeah, I believe that. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> debut weekend was $420,113 uh, in America. Just, what? Just 420000 Not million? Yes. What was the what was the budget However, it was just the weekend. That was just a weekend. Oh, well, what did it gross overall? Overall, Fox, it was the first Fox Searchlight film to surpass 100 million total box office sales. Whoa! So Fox Searchlight is like their independent mm-hmm. thing, so that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, total was 143 million ish in the U.S. and 87 million ish in other territories. Okay. What was the budget? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't well, write that down. You- <laughs> I didn't write that down. I'm gonna assume it was a success. Okay. I have some fun facts, but I'm going to save a couple of them for the and um i do want to say that this movie uh was not nominated for a genie award which is like the um the canadian version of the oscars oh it was ineligible for some reason i think it was because the movie was a little controversial either that or it was too late in the year uh, I don't know. But maybe because it was controversial because it's about teen pregnancy and it was 2008. Yeah. So I'll go over a few things later on mm-hmm. as we talk about the movie. But let's go ahead and talk about the movie. So oh, okay. you want to give a little summary of the movie, Lauren? Oh, yeah. I, just I mean, I thought your... you were going to do all the facts first. Uh, no, uh, um, two of the facts are kind of like little stories that I'll talk about at the end after we actually talk about the movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah just a quick, quick plot summary of the movie based on what I remember. It was just last um, night we watched it. We just watched it last night, like 24 hours ago. Exactly. We're, um, exact, almost exactly, yes. Yeah, we were yeah. watching it with we Tiny were, and Vox. We were talking about other stuff. Lots of other weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, you just had to be there. You just had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the movie, it opens up with... Um, Elliot Page. Well, don't, like, talk about the whole movie. Give a summary. Okay, summary, sure. Uh, so, summary of the movie. Uh, this takes place, obviously, way before Elliot Page became Elliot Page. At the time, right. they were Ellen Page. Yes. Um, But we will be referring uh, to the character as Elliot Page. Yes. Um, But also, forgive me if I mix up the pronouns because they were presenting as female in this movie. Uh, yes so yes he was pregnant um, in this movie yeah okay so complicated yes um uh so in the movie elliot page's character is a 16 year old girl in high school and michael Sarah. i assume he was also 16 yeah they were in the same they were in the same class. yeah they're in the same yeah. class and um i i don't think it what wait what was it what i don't think it was juno's first time having sex no, probably not but um 
so Juno and Michael Sarah's character had sex just once, and <laughs> she got uh, Juno. I'm referring to Juno with female pronouns here. Oh my god! Just, um, we got are pregnant. If, if we are talking about Elliot Page in this part, we are talking about Juno in the movie. Yes. Who's a female? Yes. Okay. Who got pregnant? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. My brain is like. It's not that hard. Okay. Lauren doesn't want to get canceled. We talked about Harry no. Potter, and now we're talking about this. Okay. So, fuck. Anyways, um, this is going to be the episode that gets us. No, it's uh, fine. Anyway, so Juno <laughs> had sex with Michael Sarah, who I forget. Uh, his name was like Beaker? Something like that. Something. Um, goofy name. Goofy name. Um, I think it was. Um, well, that was his last name. I think it was like Peter or something like that. Paul. 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 Yeah, it was Paul. Uh, so Juno had sex with Paul just once on like an armchair. Yeah. And got pregnant from it. Um, and the way she told him I thought was really funny because she just like set up this whole weird living room setup in his front yard and was like, by the way, I'm pregnant like right before they went to school that day. And so like a couple days after that, she went to an abortion clinic but kind of had like anxiety overload waiting to go back for her abortion so she changed her mind and so her and her best friend looked in the newspaper to find an ad for someone to adopt uh, her baby and uh, so they found an ad and uh, the family was legit and it was Michael Bluth <laughs> and um, I'm blanking on the actress's name Jennifer Gardner Jennifer Gardner and Jason Bateman and Jason the Bateman name. They'd make a deal for a close adoption and everything. And Juno, that's exactly what Juno wanted. Mm-hmm. But then um, later on in the movie, things get weird because Juno gets progressively more pregnant. And right, kind as, of forms, as you do. Yes, as one does. And um, we'll just randomly show up at Jason Bateman and Julia Garner's house because she's a 16-year-old girl. Doesn't and know any they better. have shared interests. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, Juno and Jason Bateman's character have shared interests. But Jason Bateman kind of assumes the absolute worst about this, um, because later on in the movie, like at the end of her pregnancy, we find out that Jason Bateman wants to divorce Julia, Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. I keep wanting to call her Julia for some Maybe reason. Maybe I should have done the summary for this one. Um. Yes. <laughs> and um. Uh. Also, whisk Juno away to like an apartment in New York City or something with her. Yeah. And she's like, no, what the fuck? I wanted this baby to be in a happy family and you're ruining this. What is wrong with you? And she storms out. It seemed like Jason Bateman and um, Jennifer Gardner had a conversation about it. Uh, But then um, Juno comes back and she gives Jennifer Gardner a note saying, like, if you're still in it for it, I'm still in. And so she still gives Julia Gardner the baby. The end. Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> wow that was the the worst summary ever because you skipped like most of the movie <laughs> i was trying to go fast so all right if okay. you want to uh, everyone who's watching this movie this movie this podcast probably um just go watch has it. probably seen the movie <laughs> yeah um, i know lila said it was one of her favorite movies yeah i mean it is a really good movie anyways yeah i would recommend everyone just go watch it yeah. it's a very in the end it's a very heartwarming tale it, it is and it's it's interesting because like you go into a movie like this and you think like the first thing is like okay well she's gonna try and get an abortion and there's gonna be a complication or something like that or I... she's just gonna live with the guilt and then get pregnant i thought she was gonna get pregnant again oh 
and then like they just i didn't accepted. know she was even gonna consider an abortion i thought she was gonna be like okay which i yeah. guess is what happened but yeah but like it it was a very uh complicated movie i remember yes uh i i wrote down that it was an emotional roller coaster oh yeah um because i guess i mean i thankfully have not had to live through this because i'm not a woman um congratulations but i can imagine being pregnant is uh very uh emotionally stressful mm-hmm. and um i thought that it was it it's even worse if you're a 16 year old yeah and and especially as a teenager like uh you remember what they used to call uh pt cruisers no a pregnant teenager that's what, what? Was, that was a joke in high school maybe in your little bumfuck pennsylvania yeah, high school we, <laughs> PT Cruiser, pregnant teenager. What the fuck? That was a thing. That's weird. I mean, I guess it's no better than us seeing a BMW and saying, beat my uh, wife. Beat my wife. <laughs> or, <laughs> or fix it again, Tony, for Fiat's. Yes. Um, so, uh, getting back to that, I guess, now that I, I've mentioned high school, uh, I thought that they there are some scenes where she's in class mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning. Yes. And I thought that they... they the, the, <laughs> I thought that they nailed the vibe of what, like, high school... I was in middle school at the time this movie came out. I thought they nailed that vibe very, very well. Because Tiny was asking, like, is this actually what American high schools were like? Like, were cheerleaders walking around in the uniform? 100%. At least in my my high school. They didn't walk around in the uniform all the time, but it was like... Like on game day. Oh, yeah, like homecoming and, like, special, like, if the soccer team got to the playoffs or something like that. Yeah. My school um, was different. We didn't have a football team, so. Uh, your school didn't have uniforms. Yeah. Mine did, even though it was a public school, we had enforced uniforms. Because uh, I thought it would help bullying, but, uh, spoiler alert, it did not. Because um, you could go to Walmart and someone else could go to American Eagle, yes. Literally, yeah. It was um, it was almost worse. <laughs> that, that's that's just making the class warfare really obvious. Honestly. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, one of the other things, too, is cheerleaders weren't allowed to wear the uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I thought that they nailed those vibes right. Um, I did think it was kind of funny that Juno spoke like a Californian girl. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, I'm pretty sure... This movie took place in Canada. Well, it did take place in Canada, but I think everyone in the movie was Canadian as well. Or at least I mean, mostly everyone. It, it, it was also still kind of Valley Girl... Yeah, it was. Skater, fu- it was. I thought it was funny was though. Around. She, if yeah. you, if you would take all the words that Juno said in this movie and put it through like an AI voice filter for Bill or Ted from Bill and Ted, oh, it would be. So it funny. would be accurate. Yeah. I want to keep the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, excuse you, sir. Excuse me, phone. Toot. I, I turned. Yeah. Anyway. So I thought that they got that like 100% correct. Mm-hmm. I thought that they, they nailed the vibe and they nailed what it was like to be that back then because that was still during that time where not everyone had a cell phone and um, she had a hamburger phone. Yes. Now, there's something I want to talk about with the hamburger phone. This is my first little story. Okay. 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 So Juno had a hamburger phone. Yes. And It was so cool. Yes, it was so cool. <laughs> um, well, so, I didn't, we didn't have we didn't even have a landline in my house or anything. Yeah. By the time I got old enough to really so, ever use something like that, when this was an independent film, and it, it first went out to like the the film festival or whatever Toronto Film Festival because that's the Canadian one. Okay. And uh, in order to promote the film, Fox Searchlight mm-hmm. sent out hamburger phones to uh, to critics so they'd review it. Oh. 
Yeah. And um, the phones were, like, really, like, after people saw the movie, like, not the critics, but, like, people... Regular folks. ...saw the movie, like, regular folks, yes. <laughs> um, they, um... Uh, hold on. I lost my thought. They they wanted to go buy hamburger phones. I'm assuming that's where you're going with that. Yeah, so companies that weren't associated with Fox started selling hamburger, hamburger phones, phones? Again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and sales for hamburger phones on eBay went up 400 no, 400 759%. Well, I mean I guess compared to zero. I, I yeah. checked I checked re- <laughs> yeah. Um, I checked recently and they're still available like you can get oh. a hamburger phone on eBay but they're like, Are they like hundreds bu- of no, dollars. No, they're like 15 bucks. Did you get one? No. <laughs> why would I why would I get a hamburger <gasps> Bustle, phone? Your grandma needs a landline. No, no. Let's get her a hamburger she, phone. She explicitly <laughs> talked about how it doesn't work sometimes in the movie. I do not want my grandma to have a hamburger <laughs> phone. So, so, um, so, and it was like a like little like collector's item for like people who like the movie too. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's my first little story about okay. Juno. Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, and we mentioned it before, but you, um, I know you said there wasn't as much Michael Sarah as you thought there would be. As much as I would have liked. He was on the cover. Yeah. He was in the movie for maybe maybe like twenty minutes. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. Like he, yeah, he twenty minutes or he so. He wasn't in it that much. Yeah, like I when, mean, he was a very important character. Yeah. But yeah, you hardly saw him. Usually, when he was in the movie, though, something was advancing. It was a very. <laughs> it was like it was a plot point. It was like something was going on. Yes. So, and it was normally just stupid teenager drama. And he was not in any scenes with Jason Bateman. Probably because it would ruin the dramatic effect. And people would be like, oh my god. It's yeah. Michael Blue <laughs> And George Michael. George Michael. It uh, makes me want to watch Arrested Development again. <laughs> yeah, I think this was his first, uh, Michael Sarah's first big movie mm-hmm. after uh, Arrested Development. He was probably in some independent stuff before this. But this is yeah. the first time I remember seeing him. I mean, Arrested Development is really what got his name on the map. Right, but that was 2003. Yeah. So, pretty pretty long time before this. So, um, I, I don't know. He he definitely did something in between this, but this was like his first like breakout like mm-hmm. movie and Elliot Page. Yeah. Yeah. That, you hear that? Is that your tummy? That was my tum tum. Oh my gosh. I think that picked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So so yeah. Um. There are some. Uh, we'll go into the meat and potatoes of the movie. So basically, this this movie, when you boil it down to what it's when you really boil about, the meat and potatoes down? when you boil the meat and potatoes down, <laughs> it is about um, both Juno and what's his name again, Paul. 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 Juno and Paul. Yeah. And Jason Bateman and Jennifer yeah. Garner, whose names I totally forget from the movie. It was but. like Vanessa and I don't remember his name. Chris. Creep. Creep. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> So, if you boil it down, it's just about those two, like, two different couples. Yeah. The, the teenage who didn't want to have the baby and was giving it up. Yeah. And, and the adults who did want the baby. Um, however, through the movie, um, par- there are parallels between those two relationships. Like, yeah. Michael Sarah didn't really, like, kind of let Juno do her own thing. Yeah. He, honestly, him... And Juno's parents were so progressive about this whole thing. They were. Yeah, because when she first told him, he was like, okay, so what What do you want to do about it? And she was like, I think I'm going to get an abortion. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can do that. Do whatever you want. Yeah, he was super cool about yeah, it. Yeah, and even when she went and sat down and told her parents, uh, uh, the stepmom assumed that it was that, but was kind of hoping it was going to be something else. 
The dad had no idea, but they were both like, okay, well, it seems like you have a plan about this because you've already decided you're going to give it up. Yeah. Um, I think most... Let's help you. And most people think, and this is just watching like, this movie as an adult, most people... what? Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the first thing the stepmom did was like, okay, let's go buy prenatals. Let's go yeah. get healthy food. Let's yeah. let's start. Yeah. And I think, and again, I'm not, I haven't had to go through this as a teenager, but I think, like, this, this movie in particular um kind of nailed how most parents would actually react like you think like oh my mom's gonna kill me i'm having a baby yeah but like actually like your 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 mom like yeah she might be like upset but and, like, like very concerned she's, but she's not gonna she's not gonna be like well you're on your own yeah <laughs> Sorry. it's only the actual super that, shitty parents who yeah, do that yeah so and most i mean i don't want to say most people's parents aren't like that but like you would be like surprised i, I think yeah. that if this would have happened to even me in high school if i was like I got a girl. a girl pregnant. If I was a girl and or I got pregnant. Or you just told your parents you got a girl pregnant. Yeah, same thing. They, they'd they probably be super supportive about it, even though, like, you'd think, like, oh, my God. like You that. think they would have been supportive of your sister? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think they would have. I, I think they absolutely would have. And, um. I know your mom would be, like, my mom, thrilled. Uh, at this point, my she mom wants just wants grandkids so bad. Um, but, but like, as, as like, a teenager, I, I can see my parents being, like, way more supportive than I would have imagined. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, like, a big stress, like... I can say the same thing about my mom, at least. And I will go into why that vibe of this movie <clears throat> is important at the end. Okay. When we're almost done talking about it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so also, let's go ahead and talk about... Yeah, so, yeah, this is about two different couples. So, in the beginning, Michael Sarah's like, yeah, I'm going to go prom we're not in the beginning like the by the middle middle. of the movie he's like i'm gonna go to prom with someone else uh no she told she heard from someone oh he didn't even he didn't even tell tell her yeah and um and then she was like well i mean what about me i'm having your kid like what happened to our little thing and but but she also said that they weren't really like an item at first yeah like they were kind of like he thought they were totally an item and she played it off like they weren't even though she's the one who was the idea to have the sex in the first place right because what was it that was on TV? Um, something. Oh, uh, the Blair Witch Project was Blair on. Blair Witch Project, yeah. And if y- she didn't even want to watch that. Yeah. So she couldn't have been that bored. Yeah. So, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm drinking too much coffee. Oh Damn. Go off. I had to cut that part out. Yeah. So, I might have to get water, actually. Um, I'm going to get my water. Okay, bye, Russell. I'll leave this part in. Oh, okay. I probably won't, actually. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my Diet Coke. Okay. If only JJ was here, we could talk about how much we love DC. <clears throat> yeah, he loves Diet Coke. <sighs> Me too. We'll get a sponsor for Coke. And we'll get Wawa. And Wawa, yeah. Actually, today when we were at Wawa, I saw um, Russell's pissing back there. I think the mic might be picking it up. <clears throat> Ew. I saw cans of Coke that had... Uh, league of legends characters on them mm-hmm. i almost got one just because it was funny but i don't like regular coke so i was like i'm not gonna actually finish this i try not to <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> i try not to drink any coke i don't like how syrupy it's regular like a coke moment is of weakness. but i am um, <laughs> i'm full okay oh my god all right um all right and and uh <laughs> russell Okay, so now, (laughs) 
So now, um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh my god, I totally lost. Oh, we were talking shit. about the middle part where she wanted to go to prom with him, but he had already asked someone else, and she was upset because she wanted to do normal teenager things, but she couldn't because she was fucking pregnant. Right. Yeah. And and then um, the parallel is uh, Jason Bateman and Jennifer Gardner. They are actually um, not really agreeing with each other and not really doing anything together. Yeah. And they're the ones who want this baby. Yeah, like they the whole want time, the baby. She's the one doing all the shopping. Yeah. She's the one painting the nursery and getting things ready. And and he is just like recording yeah. commercials at home. Yeah, he's kinda like, Yeah, just so, do whatever you want. I so guess. him and Michael Sarah were kinda like also doing the, like doing the same thing. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. like actually picked up on that. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting at the end where um she realized all this and maybe like through both of them realized that she need to be like uh, or he yeah she need to be more upfront and honest with michael Sarah, mm-hmm. and then of course they had they smooched mm-hmm. and then she had the baby but he wasn't even there for it however she didn't she told him he didn't have to go well no it wasn't that he, yeah. it's because he had an important race that day yeah. and she didn't want it to be on his mind so she didn't tell him right but when he finished the race and also got first in the race he, um, he saw that she wasn't in the crowd and figured and out it's, there. it's, yeah, he ran all the way to the hospital. Yeah. I don't know. If that, I don't think that's actually what he did. Yeah. Also, um, they were both musicians. So like they, they both had, because yeah. she was in like a little band with Michael Sarah. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting and it, and showed how like, even like, like even like the old, like an older or new relationship, um, babies, uh, don't change anything <laughs> no babies are kind of awful sometimes yeah um, they don't fix relationships they just make them more complicated yeah they make it pretty complicated but if you can get through it i think you're fine, you're fine. unless yeah. later on you cheat or something so yeah <laughs> like after after having the kids which is just like i mean that is that, that, yeah yeah that does happen yeah russell does happen why yeah, that made it sound like <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did that no that's what caused my parents divorce and uh and mine, and mine too wow we learned a lot today yeah <laughs> so but overall i thought this had a very good message about first of all keeping a baby which is very surprising that also and just how progressively this was all handled mm-hmm. for being 2007 but realistically yes yeah i thought it wasn't like hollywood fluff no it wasn't um, I mean, it was a funny movie. It had some funny parts, but only oh, it because was super funny. Only because the humor was like so deadpan and like just like that, and also because she's a stupid teenager doing stupid yeah. teenager things and not understanding like marriage <clears throat> dynamics. Yeah, I I hadn't seen this movie since like a year after it came out. I'd never seen it, and uh, I totally forgot the whole movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I I forgot a few big parts of the movie where like, and when we were watching with Tiny, she said like this was like funny. Go her. But then, like, like go Juno kind of moment. Yeah. But then, like, when you're older, you realize, like, oh, okay, this this couple is actually like trying to have a baby, and this is really yeah. important to them. And she's just not being a funny little. Sh- but but at the same time, like, I mean, the, the, I yeah. Told on it, one like, hand, she is being like a funny little snot, and the other, it's like <clears throat> you're making jokes about how awful it is to be pregnant to a woman that can't, that can't have get children. Pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So so it's a compli- complicated movie, I think. Honestly, yeah. I think every teenager should see this movie. Yes, I agree. Like, this should be, a, like, a high school, like, uh, maybe not health class movie. No, not sex ed, but maybe, like, uh, they make you watch it in, like, English class. Sure. Well, because um, then you could talk about themes and parallels and yeah. 
stuff like that. But, and um, also give a message about uh, teenage pregnancy. Yeah, and that's it's very serious. Mm-hmm. How many girls were pregnant when you were in high school? <laughs> um, not that many, surprisingly. Yeah, we had like one. Um, I think when I started high school, so when I moved into the high school in 10th grade, because our school was like split up pretty weird, so yeah. high schoolers didn't go in until 10th grade. Um, even though ninth grade was still considered freshman, but you know, they didn't have enough room in the school. Just like my anime. Yes, Russell. I spent three years in high school, just like an anime. <laughs> and, um, I think when I was in 10th grade, there was a girl in senior year that was pregnant, but she graduated, obviously. Mm. No one in my graduating class got pregnant, I think, which is really surprising for how big the class was. But, yeah. um, uh, I That you're assumed, aware of. Um. They could have got abortions. Actually, that's a lie. I think my friend Fallon was pregnant when we graduated and had the baby not too, like, whatever, nine months later from that is. Like a like a shotgun graduation? It was either, like, she either got pregnant, like, right before <laughs> we graduated, so she was, like, not showing or anything. Because yeah. she had the baby very quickly after we graduated. Right. Ooh. But Never now, mind. like, half my graduating class has had children already. Yeah. Which and, is and insane I mean, to me. I mean, most of the people I went to high school with are either married. I mean, it's 10 years later. So like, yeah, they're 30 the now. They're, yeah. they're almost 30. So Or or 30. Um, most of them uh, either are married, have been married at this point, or um, have kids. Yeah. But in high school, I think I think there was like one girl who got pregnant and she just dropped out or something. But I think she kept kept the kid and, and went on to be a great mother. Good for I her. Know. I haven't... Um, th- this movie reminded me a lot again this movie reminded me a lot of like what it was like to be a teenager back then yeah when things weren't quite as connected Mm -hmm. as they are now yeah um yeah very cool yeah uh all right well we mentioned teenage pregnancy a lot so let me talk about my second story is about um all right so is the second story about how you got pregnant as a teenager Yes. Oh, shit. So, here's the second story about Juno. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Uh, so, after this movie came out mm-hmm. in 2008. Obama? Like about, yes, the Obama year. And this actually <laughs> it kind of has something to do with, with Obama. What? Yeah, so, but Holy not shit. Obama, the opposite of, of Obama. Mitt Romney? Uh, think election prior. I was like five. I don't fuck him. George Bush. Okay. Uh, the Bill one Clinton. before, after the George Bush. The first Obama. Anyway, I'll talk, about, I'll talk Bush? about the fucking story. All right. I don't know. This movie spawned it? something that they called the Juno effect. No, did it? I'm, oh, I'm just going to read. Pregnancy packs? Uh, or inspiration. Uh, What was that other show that came out on like ABC Family? It was like the life of the American teenager or whatever. Yeah. She was pregnant. Yeah. All right. Let me let me just read this. I'll okay, just read yes. this. I got this from Wikipedia. Uh, the Juno effect in 2008, after 17 students under 16 years of age at a Gloucester, I'm saying that wrong, Gloucester, Massachusetts high school became pregnant. Time magazine called it the Juno effect. Time stated that some adults dismissed the statistic as an outlier, while others accused films such as Juno, Knocked Up, and Waitress for glamorizing teenage pregnancy. Actually, I don't think I don't think um, waitress was a teenager. Um, Still young people. Christelle, yeah, Christelle Miller, very cool name, hmm. 
an adolescent uh, psychology professor at University of Minnesota, Minnesota. Duluth, Duluth, stated that the Juno effect is how the media glamorizes pregnancy and how pregnancy is also redemptive of any past problems, which isn't true. What does that mean? I oh, like it. It means like you. It means that the the baby fixes the relationship. That's the exact opposite. Or fixes of the movie. your family relationship. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, moving on. Sure. After Senator John McCain. Oh him. Yeah. Named <laughs> Alaska Governor Sarah, Sarah Palin oh, as his running mate on the Republican presidential ticket, it was revealed in September 2008 that Governor Palin's daughter Bristol age 17 was pregnant with a child of another teenager Uh news reports and editorials termed bristol palin's pregnancy as the latest episode in the debate over teen pregnancy of which juno was a part while conservative commentators made comparisons between bristol palin's pregnancy and the film noted new republic literary editor leon weisseller why does everyone have a complicated name Jesus Christ. <laughs> the republicans wanted a new conversation and they got one juno in juno because she was from alaska oh. and they make that joke in the movie oh. jason bateman makes that joke in the movie oh juno like alaska and oh my she goes, god no. um fox yeah. news is roger friedman friedman wandered Juno at, at Juno at once violated and vindicated conservative values. The question is, will the public rally around Bristol Palin the way it did Juno, or will it reject her for getting in the situation in the first place? That. What do you have to say about that? Because it talks about conservative values. <clears throat> so the they're blaming of, the movie. Well, the opposite of yeah. conservative values would have been if she had the abortion, but she kept and had the baby. Right. She just didn't keep the baby. Yeah, this movie, and I'll get into a little thing after yeah, this. Like this is exactly what conservatives this is should a, be happy this, about. If this movie came out today, if it came out today, yeah, it'd be considered conservative propaganda. It would be. And the writer they Diablo also probably Cody, would have spun it so it was like a Christian family she gave it to. The writer Diablo Cody said that she would have not written Juno if it were to come out today after mm. Georgia signed their anti-abortion law. Oh. Yeah. Not that Georgia had anything to do with Canada, but I think that was no, a big deal. No, it, it started a lot of yeah, other states. it started a lot when of When they stuff. signed in the heartbeat bill, a lot of other states did it too. Yeah. However... That's why a lot of films aren't being produced in Georgia anymore, because a lot of like film houses don't agree they with don't what agree happened, with stuff, so yeah. they're not filming in Georgia You don't anymore. see the Georgia peach at the end of the credits anymore? No, you don't. Now it's all like Canada. Yeah. And this movie was shot in Canada, but... Yep. In 2007 or 2006, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, either way, um, this movie was very controversial at the time when it came out because it, it even back then, it seemed like it was like, as we saw with the the, yeah. the Juno effect, very like, controversial. Like it was like, hey, you should you should just get knocked up. I feel and like if it'll anything, make everything it better just in your life. Highlighted it. Although I do remember growing up hearing a lot about like a teenage pregnancy pandemic. Oh. And I'm like, why don't you just give them condoms or something? Well, they didn't or teach like, that back then. At no, all. they didn't. So, uh, yeah. So that Which was. Which is why it happened, honestly. That was the craziest thing that Juno spawned. And it other was than a, a baby? Little, other than a baby. It <laughs> uh, was all of this, um, all this stuff. Yeah. And um, and I think that's all I have to say about Juno. Uh, overall, uh, would you recommend everyone watch this? We already kind of touched upon this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I watch too. it with your kids. I would too. Yeah, watch it with your kids, but explain to them. Yes. That you probably don't want this to happen. No, but, but if it did, 
you would be tell them that you'd be supportive yes yeah and then when it does actually happen still stay supportive yeah don't just hand your son or daughter a book and say this is how babies are made no mom that's what your mom did yeah she hand you the bible no it was like (laughs) it was it was a christian book about um puberty and stuff wow when i asked my parents i had already learned in sex ed but i was mostly curious about like gestation Oh, and so they answered it completely wrong. And I was like, no, you guys aren't answering my question. So I just went and Googled it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, kids these days, they can just go on chat GPT and be like, tell me all about how the the pee-pee and the... And the poo-poo? No. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we're getting getting a little uh, long in the tooth about this part. I'm going to actually... Should we keep the recording going? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's just let's just keep going. Let's make sure that we lose everything if your laptop shuts down. Yeah. All right. It's it's charged. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it's charged. All right. So, all right. Let's go ahead and transition over to our next part. Yes. We are now going to be talking about Scott Pilgrim. So let's uh, let's transition over, and we'll see you in a minute, everybody. Bye. Before we talk about Scott Pilgrim, can I read Will's email? Yeah. Because it's kind of like in between movies. Yes, you absolutely can. And he had more to say about Scott Pilgrim. So can I read his uh, his little thing? I just said yes. Okay. I know other people said stuff too, but um, nobody... Who's nobody, other people? Uh, on the Disky Disc, everyone seems to really like Scott Pilgrim. Uh, oh. I mean, Gamer... Yeah, it's Scott Pilgrim. Gamer Discord and Scott Pilgrim, like... Yeah. Of course, it's going to be a hit. Yeah. Um, Angel, I think it's Angel, right? Mm-hmm. Angel said that he loves Scott Pilgrim. Okay. And I don't think, I think he said he didn't see Juno, but, um, and a few other people commented on it too. Okay. Someone said they didn't like Scott Pilgrim. Oh, who? Uh, I don't know, and I'm I'm not going to look it up now. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I know I asked for, like, opinions, and now I'm like, yeah, they don't matter. Eh. <laughs> um. All right, so we got a, a long email from... Remember, you can always email us at goodscreenpod at gmail.com. Yes, please. Uh, like the people who want me to get on their podcast platforms. Tell me a happy birthday. Yeah, tell Lauren happy birthday. In two weeks. Will said, howdy, good screen potters. <laughs> potters? Potters. He, he said a P-O-E-D-E-R. Good screen potters. Good screen potters. I don't have a lot to say about Juno, besides it certainly feels like a moment where we all felt like the quirky alternative IFC feeling, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Not quite Mumford and Sons hipster, but the alternative movement was happening. Still, it was a great movie. Loved it. Oh, I forgot to mention I really liked the music. It was a nice little time oh, capsule. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, nice little time capsule there. He, and then he says, I do, however, have a lot to say about Scott Pilgrim. Also loved it. I read the books, too. They are good if you have the time. You might know Edgar Wright, the director from Shaun of the Dead, The World's End, Baby Driver, or Hot Fuzz. Yep. Uh, You can skip The Last Night in Soho. Sorry. I (laughs) I didn't even know he directed that movie. Um, You can very much tell it's a Wright movie by his cuts. It's like a call out to where Scott is at the party. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let Let me say that again. 
I'd like to call out that where Scott is at the party asking around who that girl with hair like this is, mm-hmm. that is that's an accurate scene in the book, but with his style of directing makes it a win-win. Mm-hmm. That was worded very strangely well. <laughs> uh, for maybe three-fourths of the movie, it holds very true to the comic. It's tough to fill six comic volumes with an hour and a half, but they did it very well. One well, thing... I have something to say about that when I start talking about it. So put a pin in the six. Okay. Right now or later? Like we're going to put a pin theoretically. I'll get to it when I talk about the movie stuff. Okay. Um, one thing I'd like that the movie didn't address as much as how jerky Scott Pilgrim really is. Oh, yes. There's a moment where Scott and Ramona start to drift apart in volume five. And Scott is a real jerk in that. Also, at this point in the in the books and probably in the movie, too, he was in a relationship with Ramona for almost a year and had never told her that he was technically cheating on her. Yikes. Uh, in the end, I hope you hope that Scott grows and he does. It's a great romance slash coming of age story. Uh, of an early 20s something some parts are a little strange that they don't touch up on like the whole subspace embassy they don't talk about that much in the book either but that's okay just go with it it's a blast anyway love the work you both have been doing god bless and go birds thanks fly eagles fly (laughs) it's a philly thing yeah you understand so thank you will for writing that email thank you will uh that's kind of like i guess we're gonna kind of go in depth about what we think about the the movie and it, i i would say very much similar things to what you wrote there but yeah uh hey this is a lo- we said this was gonna be a long one so yeah we're an hour in right now before you <laughs> go and cut it and edit out some stuff some so. stuff yeah okay well do you want to give the synopsis of the movie yes since i did the one for juno Scott Pilgrim is a pedophile. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Scott Pilgrim is going through it after a breakup. Yeah. And he gets a high school girlfriend. He's 22. She's mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. Weird, but also not sure what the rules are in Canada. So well, another also, Canada movie, they, by the like, way. They didn't even hold hands. They I didn't even do much. No. He He just had a friend who was a girl who was 17. Yeah. And, like, they kissed later on. Basically. Um, Did which, they? Yeah, in the movie, yeah. She kissed him. She smooched him. On the cheek. So, that's physical contact with the minor. Oh, <laughs> anyway, he, he gets a girlfriend. <laughs> he he had a bad breakup with, like, someone who turned out to be, like, a movie, uh, a rock star. She broke up with them. Yeah, she broke up with him. Because she went to go and be the rock star. Yes. And he's going through it. Yeah. Um, Every guy has a breakup like this. Sure. And, Can't um, relate. <laughs> And he starts dating this girl who's in high school who obviously psychologically he thinks that, oh, she won't leave me because she's younger and inexperienced and I'm her first boyfriend basically. Gross. And I'm older than her, which is gross. Which is probably what he was thinking if you want to get into the psychological aspect aspect of fucking Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Let's like sit and, down. Um, let's get Scott Pilgrim in one of those funny chairs and talk and, to his brain. Yeah. And then of course, like as uh, around this time, and literally, quite literally, in his dream, he is introduced to Ramona Flowers, yep. his manic pixie dream girl. Yes. And she has colored hair. Yep. And she dies of blue. Yep. And then Smash that like button if you ever had blue hair. Like. Lauren had blue hair when I met I did her. have blue hair. I kind of um, miss it sometimes. But it was, she was growing it out. Yeah. 
Uh, I, it was not when she dyed her hair blue or else I, no. she probably wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> it was already halfway <laughs> grown out. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. I just said something really mean. It doesn't really matter if you have blue hair. No. Um, it just like, there, there's just like it's a, a stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Scott Pilgrim, uh, is suddenly infatuated with this girl, Rona flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like begs and pleads her mommy, please go on a date with me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes. and she's like, all right, let's go have some fun. And they have some fun. And then uh, reality breaks, more mm-hmm. or less. And he has to fight all of her ex- exes. Seven deadly exes. Seven deadly exes to gain her affection. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Or so they say. And it seems really weird and very metaphoric. Yeah. Um, but eventually he does. I'm mm-hmm. going to skip the middle like you did too. Okay, great. Uh, I'm not going to say every fight. But he, he fights all her exes. Yep. And eventually at the end, he he also grows up by the end, realizes what he's doing and how crazy he is, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and they live happily ever after. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's complicated. Uh, the movie pretty much uh, tackles. I mean, it's it's a fun movie, and like I, I don't think you're supposed to take it very um, seriously. seriously. No. But it also tackles like um, a weird like that weird point where you're like not quite an adult, but not quite a teenager, and you're, yeah. you're like trying to like and you don't have a mature relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I, I don't know. It could be like trying to like explain like yeah, so like. Um, be the better person and don't hurt people and i think yeah. it's just a fun movie i don't think it's there's supposed really a, to be a i don't fun think movie. there's a moral yeah, there's no morals no and maybe in the comics there are morals there might be uh i have not read the comics i asked my friend delilah who is a very big scott pilgrim fan she has read them she only has the first one though mm. um but is this still recording do you still have the recording up yeah okay yeah I didn't turn it off. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, are you done with your synopsis? Yeah, I'm done with my synopsis. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to just go in the order that I wrote stuff down in because I went on kind of like a Wikipedia deep dive for a couple hours. Oh, that's what I did for a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, This is going to be really long because I'm just going to do... Well, do you want to talk about how we like the movie and stuff first? Or um, do, do you, you have, want me to do this stuff first? Do you have anything like I did that kind of played off of what we were already talking about? I like, can talk about the comic part with Will. Okay. How he mentioned uh, the six. Yeah. So um, I'll just read what I wrote. Uh, the movie was made before the completion of the comics. And uh, really? it was... Um, and really, it was mostly made alongside the comics. Mm-hmm. Like he was working on the comics as the movie was being produced and made. Uh, okay. Brian Lee O'Malley, the the creator of the comics. Yes. Um, it was scattered to be a movie shortly after the first book was released and during the production of the second. The the author, Brian Lee O'Malley, was really involved with the writing of the script, but he wasn't credited as a screenplay writer or producer or anything, but okay. he was very closely involved with the production of the movie. Yeah. Um, contact from the sixth book was not in the movie because it was not complete at the time of the production. So... This was like an anime that wasn't, the manga wasn't done, basically? Yeah. Uh, but they still end the same way, but the sixth book is like... A little different. Apparently very crazy. Okay. Um, 
O'Malley gave the producers his notes for what he planned on doing with the sixth book and suggested on how he wanted to how he would want them to end the movie, but it wasn't right. his and it wasn't gonna like be like a his game ending. of thrones sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So they can do whatever they want with it. Okay. Um I, on that note I will just go in and get into my stuff about the stuff they didn't do with the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, some of the scrapped plot ideas. Uh one was that Scott was gonna be a serial killer who fantasized all the gaming parts of it, kinda like like a dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And the other one was that Gideon was going to turn into a Transformer at the end. Whoa! And he was going to fight a Transformer so Gideon. Like, so, like, the, the twist at the end of Scott, <laughs> like, the book, Scott Pilgrim, was going to be that Scott is no, actually schizophrenic. No, the movie. Oh, uh, the movie. This is this is for the movie. The twist Scrap was going to be that Scott, that Scott was schizophrenic and he was murdering her ex-boyfriends. Yes. And they weren't, like, attacking him. He was no. attacking them. He was hunting them down and killing shit. them. Now that'd be. <laughs> when is this public domain? <laughs> like when I'm 80? Yes. Okay. Um, and the other one was like getting and was gonna like wink, 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 wink onto a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. It was right. It was right after the Transformers movies were like really yes. popular. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and I don't know if you knew this or not. I think I knew this because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Delisle told me about this. Yeah. But the first um, script, the first finished script had a totally different ending than what happened in the movie that was released. Yeah. Um, at the end of the first edition, they filmed it and everything. Yeah. Uh, Scott chose to be with Knives and let Ramona walk out oh. on her own some. And, um, and then the police arrived and... <laughs> Well, O'Malley didn't really like the ending. No. And uh, he, I think they showed it to test audiences because they talked about how audiences didn't like it either. Yeah. And so three months before the movie came out, they went and reshot the ending. It only took like a day or two to reshoot the ending part. Yeah. Like those last few scenes. Um, and if you get like the special edition Blu-ray or whatever, it has. They the, have the scene. It's in there. This is why you get the Blu-ray. Yep, it's in this there as bonus 100% content. Hundred percent why you get the Blu-ray. Um, and commentary tracks, but go on. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep going in my notes. Uh, the movie was filmed and set in Toronto, right. which we are going to visit uh, later this year. We are, yeah. And is known as being uh, the biggest movie ever identifiably set in Toronto. Because they visit so many actual real places, like that Goodwill they went. Yeah. Um, the pizza place, it's called Pizza Pizza, and there's actually a story about Pizza Pizza. Um, okay. So the Little Caesars exists in Canada. But uh, they call it Pizza Pizza. No, they're not allowed to say Pizza Pizza oh. in Canada. He says, um, "Hot and ready." Hot and ready. He just goes, "Hot and ready." Hot, hot and ready here. Ew, Get your sausage. Stop. They don't sell sausage at Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Do they the even have toppings and... other than like pepperoni. At yeah, Little Caesars. Yeah, really? Yes, it's just pepperoni is what they have for hot and ready. Hot and ready pizza here. Get your pepperoni schlong. Wow, but also that coffee shop that like Anna Kendrick worked at. That's real. Real. We could go there. We should go to all these places. That's what I was gonna say. I want to wow. go. We'll do the little even Toronto um, trip. the nightclub that they went to at the beginning of the movie and yeah. gave those shows at. That place is real, but it's been completely remodeled since then, so it doesn't look the same anymore. Well, yeah, we'll go to the Scott Pil- Scott Pilgrim places and the like, mm-hmm. the identifiably uh, rush places. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll just continue to keep going through my notes. Um, 
the director, Edgar Wright, he said that he, like, planned on having Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim from the very, like, inception of this movie after oh. seeing him in Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's it's too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear who Universal wanted it to be instead? Was it, like, someone around, like, his, his age back then and... Was it like Zach and Cody? No. Older. Older. Zach Efron. No. 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 Who? Seth Rogen. <laughs> Universal wanted Seth Rogen. <laughs> Ramona. But <laughs> like Edgar Wright was like, "No, that's fucking stupid." Because of how he was in Knocked Up. Oh yeah. They wanted him to be in it as piggyback off his success from that. Well, I mean, I mean, they were both in movies about unplanned teen pregnancies, so yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Edgar Wright was like, no. Guys. Also, um, Lucas, who was played by Chris Evans, <laughs> ew, you're being gross. So Lucas, who was played by Chris Evans, um, before it was Chris Evans, because apparently Chris Evans and Edgar Wright were just friends, so he was going to have him in the movie anyways. Okay. Um, they wanted either Sebastian Stan or. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that would have been. That would have been so this, crazy. This movie that is been like so different. Is like right before all these actors and actresses got really like big. Yes, and this movie is also kind of credited as being like a superhero maker because right. so many people in this movie went on to be in superhero movies one yeah. way or another. Um. Uh, Jess Chris Evans. Who else? Uh, no, one, uh, someone else went on to play Superman. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, here's my other note, um, there was, there was, like, a couple other people, too, I forget. Right. Um, the actress who played Ramona Flowers, her name is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Don't um, hear much about her anymore. I'm gonna tell you a lot about her right now. Oh, no, she, like... She's wanted? still like active. No, she's oh. yeah, she's because I was like I don't know what else she's been in. Like I've never yeah. recognized her or anything else. So I'm gonna go look at her discography. Okay. Uh, the discography. first thing I found out, uh, she married Ellen McGregor last year. What? Yes, they met on the set of Fargo. Oh my god! And also speaking of Fargo, two like the other new one. Yeah, like Fargo, the show. Yeah. Um, two other people in uh, Scott Pilgrim are also in. Fargo alongside with uh, Ramona Flowers' actress. Yeah. Um, Jason Schwartzman, who played Gideon, mm-hmm. he is in Fargo. And uh, Kieran Culkin, as in Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, Wallace. That was, yeah. Yeah, was also in Fargo. I didn't know he was a Culkin. Oh, yeah, you can tell. I could only see it after I found out. Yeah, you can totally tell. Um, but Macaulay's um, doing well these days. I know a lot of people yeah. don't really talk about him anymore. Yeah. He's on a red letter media. Vi- well, he was for like I did in a see few that. in a yeah. few red letter media videos. Yeah, that's awesome. I should watch those. It's really good. Yeah, his best of the worst are some of my favorite. <laughs> um, anyway, and he on. married Brenda Song. Yeah, that's... he was. He had a little tabloid fiasco like ten years ago. People yeah. still think about like if you look at him up, like you just see that picture of him. Like he doesn't look great, but like no, he's doing he's, better now. He's better now. Like yeah. I mean, he probably was fine then, too. He just looked different. Yeah. He, he was growing up. Anyway, go on. So, anyway, um, one of that actress's first roles was in the Disney Channel original movie, Sky High. Really? Uh, she played um, the bad guy, Gwen. Oh. 
um, slash Royal Pain. Royal Pain. Yeah, was the villain, her villain name. Okay. And um, she's been in a lot of other stuff, uh, going kind of in order of her... I guess it's. I guess it's not discography because you made fun of me for that. Was it cinematography? I don't. I <laughs> no, don't it's really not know. cinematography. Just, just call it the IMDb. Okay. She was in Final Destination Free. Three or free. Three. Okay. <laughs> Live free or die hard. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Everyone dies hard. Anyway, Wait, she played Mary Todd Lincoln <laughs> in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, which makes me want to see that even more. Okay. Uh, I still want to see that. I remember when that came out. She was in A Good Day to Die Hard. Every day is a good day to die hard. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Birds of Prey. Right. Um, And Love, Death, and Robots. So she's been in a lot of things still. And This her... is the Ramona Flowers actress. Yes. Okay. And her next role that she's slotted for is going to be in uh, the Disney Plus series Ahsoka. Oh. Which is coming out sometime this year it doesn't say what her role is i'm a little disneyed out she's in there somewhere sorry, I am skyward. Also, i'm also a little disneyed <laughs> out sorry skyward he, he he said he wanted us to see ant-man and after thor we were just kind of like uh, we may go see it for skyward though we we might on tuesday yeah it, but ab for brady is like really like up our alley yeah and well it's not like it's not gonna leave the movies 80 for Brady's. 80 gonna for leave... Brady's gonna leave the movies. No, I know. I was talking about Ant Man. Yeah. We can, we'll go see Ant Man. All right. We'll see Eddie for fine. Brady next week, though. Yeah. Um. What else did I? What else was there? Um. Oh my God! Tuesday, Lauren, is Valentine's Day. Are we gonna see 80 for Brady for Valentine's Day? We we definitely could. <gasps> it's cheap night at the movie theater. It is. And 80 for Brady sounds like a wonderful. Valentine's this is going to be movie. the best Valentine's Day movie. Like a, a parasocial relationship with the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. What a better Valentine's Day movie. There's no better Valentine's Day movie than that. All right. Well, okay. that was easy. I still have more stuff to say. Okay. Um, Sorry. You're fine. Uh, so another interesting tidbit. Um, apparently, Michael Sarah already knew how to play the bass before this. But um, or whatever the hell his guitar was. I'm not very was good at it. Um. But everyone was genuinely taught how to play their respective instruments. Um, and I kind of noticed that as I was watching the... I forget what the character's name was, but the girl who played the drums. Yeah. Like, I noticed she was actually playing the drums because oh, that yeah. shit is hard to, like, fake. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, and also, all of the music that Sex Bomb Mom performed was written by Beck. I believe that. Yeah. Michael Sarah reminds me of Beck. Yeah. Like, he kind of looks like Beck. <laughs> I see it, too. Did you ever hear, um, um, he had this really weird album where he was just, like, horny. Yeah, who isn't? And I think, I think the song is called Sex Laws. <laughs> Sex Laws? Yeah. And, like, it's, like, the happiest song ever, but, like, this man just, like, he was, like. He just wants to fuck. Yeah. All right, I'll have to listen to that later. Um... The last thing I wrote down, but there still is one more thing I want to talk about that I didn't write down. Okay. Um, no sequel or continuation for the story is planned, but there is supposedly a Scott Pilgrim anime coming to Netflix oh, uh, sometime soon. It's been in the talk since 2020. Like, that's when I found the first pops-ups of it. Right. Because I remember back... I remember, I saw this. I, didn't, I don't remember this when it came out, obviously. But there was supposed to be some sort of Scott Pilgrim animated series, and there was even some clips released, and I watched them on YouTube, of... 
the series that was going to come out. Okay. But it never was, and it, it didn't end up being produced. Yeah, there were some animated things, like, I don't know if it was, like, a commercial or what, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it was, like, a it was like a promo reel type thing. Um, but it never came to fruition. But apparently, uh, so stuff started popping up about it again in 2022, about it actively being in the works yeah. to be a thing. Um, so, that might happen. And then also the other thing I had to say was, um, I didn't write this down, but the fight between Ramona and Roxy. Yeah. That whole thing was like shot for shot, frame for frame, a directory creation of a fight from some video game. I don't remember the video game. I can, um, I can, I can look it up really it. quick. I may still have it pulled up. Ramona and Roxy fight inspiration. Um, and then the fight was also used again at the end when they fought Gideon. The same like kind of fight. Mm-hmm. The same fight. Um, I can find it. Well, I'm not finding it. That's okay. We'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now that we got all that out of the way. Um. Hello. What? It's still going. It's still going. Okay. Yeah. Are you picking up? Because you're, you're, you were like a little away from the mic. Now I am because I'm closer to the mic. Okay. All right. Anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah, it's fine. Let's actually talk about the movie. Sure. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Oh, also Brie Larson was in this movie. She was. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember her you name. You know what? She was Captain Marvel. That's two. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Two. Okay. Wow. Well, three um, if you count Chris Evans too. Oh, yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. When and was Chris the Evans- second one? Uh, someone was Superman. That's not Marvel. Same fucking difference. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, yeah, wait, I just found, I just found the little blurb about it. Wright also has an incredible eye for casting, filling his film with people who could and often would be superheroes. To give you an idea of how appropriately superheroic this lot are, the lineup includes once or future, the once or future Superman, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Lego Robin, Royal Pain, okay. Human Torch, Punisher, and the Atom. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So we've we've talked so much about this movie already. Um, Lauren, what did you think about Scott Pilgrim? Oh, what amazing! We've seen this movie before. Fantastic, beautiful. Uh, I love it. I love her. It's amazing. Did you pick up anything new? I have a few things written down. I noticed. I'll take a turn, um, I guess. I noticed the Legend of Zelda sounds. Right. Which I, uh, they got permission from Nintendo about. Oh. Uh, hold on. I just saw that part in, in this. To get permission to use the music, Edgar Wright sent a clip of the film and wrote a letter to Nintendo of America that described the music as, quote, like nursery rhymes to a generation. <laughs> Because uh, they wanted it to be like uh, I think referential. I think this movie. I wrote something down about that too. Um, when I first saw this movie in like high school, I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. No, um, no, my friends. Um, I thought it was just very like obnoxiously like, "Hey, we're a video game movie." Mm. And like when it started, and like the, the beginning sound was like the, the beginning part of uh, one of the Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, boy, they're using Zelda. And I, I thought it was, like, I guess it was just ahead of my time with, like, being tired of reference, like, 
culture. Wow. Yeah, you really and I, were. And I, I was really, I, I didn't know how to have fun back then. I was. No. I, I just, everything needed to be highbrow and, and I hated that part of my life for, for that. But wow. I didn't realize that the sounds in the beginning and that they continue onward mm-hmm. aren't like just a soundtrack. It's his friend playing the fucking game on his Game Boy. Yeah. 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 I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed that this time too. But yeah, however, it sounded like he was playing later on, um, Mario All Stars. Well, yeah, with, uh, which didn't come out on the Game Boy Advance or the DS. So what the fuck was he playing it on? Like a hacked DS? I don't know, but I was gonna say Sex Bob Omb was also influenced by Mario. Cause yeah, because the Bob Omb. Yeah. Um, I found the bit about the video game. Um, okay, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Oh, I'm sorry. The fight between Ramona and Roxy... <laughs> what video game is it? Uh, ...resembles the character selection screen of Street Fighter. It does? Yep. Apparently. Okay, cool. Uh, can I talk about my stuff now? Yeah. All right. So, um, I did mention that, like, looking through... Like, watching this movie again for, like, the second time. Let me talk. I am, but okay. I, I have to go back to that because I found the part where it actually says the frame for frame recreation part. Okay, go ahead then. Okay. Um, uh, Scott versus Rock, Roxy uh, was frame for frame recreation of the introduction to Ninja Gaiden. That is not Street Fighter. No, but they also referenced Street Fighter otherwise. There was a, a lot of video game references. Okay. I didn't, yeah. reala- I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden is pretty cool. Um, it was the first video game to have cutscenes. Oh, yeah, we have talked about it together before. Did we? Or wait, no, I thought we were talking about Ease. Ease was the first video game or major video game, console video game to have like full voice acting. Okay, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Not full voice acting, voice, voice acting, acting scenes. Yeah. Um, it was one of the first. There's probably other ones. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the movie. Like watching it a second time, I'm like. I really want to see like how this played out in comic book form, but that's mostly because it shot and the way what Will said kind of like is what I'm going to say now. Um, it's shot in a way that kind of like you can tell like they pulled everything from panels. Yeah, there's wish, a lot of shots that do that directly. I wish that um, Marvel movies, even though they're not directly based off of comic books, would do that. I wish that they would be a little more like they're they're already pretty tongue in cheek. I wish they'd be a little more like quick and like like do stuff with the text yeah that was and, probably and one of my favorite feel, parts of the movie feel like a comic book mm-hmm. and and like you don't you don't get that in the freaking comic book movies but you get no. that in this one yeah and it works so well with edgar wright because he's edgar wright mm-hmm. um and this is probably the most like over the top his editing has ever been in any movie yeah uh i've seen most of his other movies and yeah it's just kind of nice. Like I remember seeing something in the Wikipedia about how he took it as like a really fun challenge. Yeah. And that a lot of the scenes, the one I'm thinking of specifically was, I think it was during like their first concert where it's like a shot of the three of them, Scott, the girl and the singing guy yeah. or something like that. But they're like surrounded by black. So it gives you the feel of like how they're separated into boxes and stuff yeah. like that. And I just love all of like the onomatopoeias that show up and things like that um sound effects and stuff yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah just say sound effects <laughs> i don't want to be so much funner all right we're not we're not in middle school anymore lauren come on ah. 
Um, I would like to point out that uh, seeing this movie twice, uh, again, we usually don't have a movie that we're watching a second time except if it's Shrek. Yeah. Which, in that case, I watched it 20 times. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to say, like, even though Knives is a high schooler, I think he had better chemistry with her than Ramona in the movie. Yeah. There was nothing that, like, like there was nothing there. Well, I will say he was only dating Knives because he kind of just wanted to do something. Right, but he actually, like, had out. conversations with her. Yes, <laughs> but he was actually enthralled by Ramona. Right. He, he was again not, he also could not legally do anything with knives correct he did the right thing by breaking out with knives mm-hmm. but not in the right way yeah however i think in i think again i'd like to read these graphic novels mm-hmm. and i'll probably order them soon mm-hmm. um i i would imagine that the the relationship is a little more fleshed out in the comic books with ramona oh there everything really is so lot. much more fleshed out yeah yeah i would i would like to read the comics because that's why i asked my friend delilah who is a, a scott pilgrim super fan right um mostly because michael sarah's in it because she loves michael sarah but um who doesn't actually i know who doesn't yeah we do know who doesn't um ikari yeah apparently yeah he commented i actually just i was just looking at it while you were spewing, <laughs> spewing information at me yeah um i was listening though he was like yeah i don't i didn't like scott he didn't like scott pilgrim but he also said he didn't like uh, michael Sarah. that's okay if you don't like an actor or actress um it's very hard to like the movies that they're in yeah yeah i'm usually okay though with it i think there's is there anyone like any actor that you just fucking cannot watch i have three um i'm trying to think i have a i have a hard time with seth rogan okay uh seth mcfarland's voice just <laughs> always gets me but you have to admit he's a really it's good grown actor. on me yeah. yeah it's grown on me he's a good actor freaking um, sweet lois no stop i don't like that one i don't like that one everything else is fine um i also like seeing uh like uh what's the show uh orville orville i like seeing him in orville we should watch more of that we should just uh, i like seeing him just as a regular human being and not a, a fucking dog or right. peter griffin um <laughs> you like seeing you're just like seeing seth mcfarland like and i don't mind the sound of his voice i just don't love all of his characters if that makes sense um also went into the a3 when i listened to it for the first time i was like oh my god he sounds like seth mcfarland he does not sound yes, like yes he McFarlane. does he does sound like he does seth not McFarlane. sound like if we, right. okay if they ever listen to this and they they hear this the one of you you know who you are i don't remember your names because i've only listened to like two episodes steven i think his name you is sound steven. like seth you, you sound like it could be seth mcfarland's cousin wow okay um <laughs> can i can i tell you my three actors that i absolutely cannot for the life of me stand is one of them be anya taylor no 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 i like her okay it's they happen to be in the same tv show together oh, it's God. blake anderson adam devine and andrews home they were the workaholic guys i oh. fucking i want to punch them in the face every fucking time i see any of them <laughs> and i don't know why like i i have not watched a single episode of workaholics but every time i see them in another tv show mm-hmm. i think these fucks need to get their heads run over like wow. i really do not like i, I don't you know really all don't three like them. all three of them i do not know what it is I don't know if it's like a past life, like their ancestors wronged my family, <laughs> but like they all look like jackasses. They all look like people that I would not like ever associate myself with. And on, I just want to, especially okay, yeah, Adam, Adam Devine, Devine especially Adam Devine, I want to strangle him. We would not be able to watch Pitch Perfect <laughs> then because he's in that movie. 
Well, then I want to strangle him, and I'd probably call him really bad things. Wow. Yeah, they're Anders all... Anders Holm, he was on another podcast that I was on. He's okay. But Which him one is and, he? Um, he's the redhead. With, with not long the hair. long hair. Not the long Blake hair. Blake Anderson, he... I want to punch him in the face. I want to pull his hair out. Kind of looks like Adam. Sure. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, yeah, Adam Especially Devine, Adam Devine. I want to... I understand that. Like, whenever I was watching... He is such a fuckhead-looking type dude. When I was watching, like, any, like, sitcom and he guest-starred on it, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna hate this episode. I also hated his character in Pitch Perfect. He was just, like, the biggest jackass asshole I think it's it's typecasting. Anyway, let's talk about it. He's been typecasted into being hated. If if any of them were in this movie, I would have not wanted to watch it. I'm trying to think of other actors that I really hate. I have a lot of actors I really love. There's, um... There's another one. He's bald and he has, like, a... Like a really big gap in his teeth. Another like comedian, he would show up on sitcoms. Uh, every like he was a guest star in a lot of sick. He, maybe he was in Workaholics. Okay, well, well, bald with gap in teeth isn't a very good description for me to go off of. Uh, honestly, you could probably get him. Bald with gap teeth comedian. Gap comedian. Holy shit! Oh, this dude. This dude. Him. Yes, fuck that guy. <laughs> Paul Shear. Paul Shear, yeah. I, I can't stand <laughs> oh, him either. James Gordon. I don't like James Gordon. Yeah, but like he he's not in off. anything that anyone with an actual brain would watch. So. No, but just seeing his face really upsets me. All right, go back to the recording. Are we still recording? I'm, yes, I'm just paranoid because yes. we, we can't see it because you have all your notes on your... It is recording. I okay. have Audacity pulled up. It is fine. Get your iPad next time. No. <laughs> I don't even have my phone on me. I don't all right, let's, let's talk about Scott Pilgrim again. What were we talking about? I was done telling my story. Okay. We were, I don't um, remember. We were talking what about... If, what if I told you I have a little story? I would love to hear your little story, Russell. I... All right. Let me just breeze through my other stuff. Anyway, I was talking mm-hmm. about how he has better chemistry with knives. Oh, I don't agree. And in I don't the think movie, it's good chemistry with either of them, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, and I like what they did with the text in the movie, and we already kind of talked about that, too. Yes. Um, we talked about how, how he was an asshole. So, I was like... When I was looking into this movie, I didn't do research myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't. Did Brian Lee O'Malley like have any say in it? And he did. He he kind of like co-wrote it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like supervised it. Yeah. Um, he uh, when in 2013 or like after Scott Pilgrim came out, he made a comment saying that he wished that uh, Scott Pilgrim was uh, less white. It was more diverse. More yeah. diverse. Because he himself, he's like half Canadian, half... Oh, I don't want to get this wrong. Let me find it. I think he's like a Korean. I think you might be right. Brian Lee O'Malley. Yeah, white and Korean. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at an article right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, after this, like, comic strip... Comic strip? <laughs> after this graphic novel, he, he made a conscious effort to make his comics more diverse mm. um i'd be interested to read other comics of his i really like his art style yeah uh i started reading one called snot girl oh! which is very different delilah reads snot girl too she loves snot girl i only got like the first volume i was like that's weird it's definitely not in your it's demographic not for men. no it's <laughs> no. not for you i was like well that was different but and um she loves snot girl. snot girl okay um, but yeah, I, I want to take a little bit of a deep dive. Maybe uh, his other stuff, well, not other stuff. Maybe Scott Pilgrim will show up again in a, in a screenless shout out in the future. Oh, when we read it, yeah. Yeah, if, if we ever read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm done talking about it. 
<laughs> okay. Um. With that said. Oh, also, he wrote Snot Girl. He did not do the art. He didn't Snot do the. Girl. The art is very different. The art is very different. That's why I didn't even know it was him. Like. Yep. I saw it. I saw a girl with like green hair. Yeah, which I don't know if that's coincidentally why Delilah read it, or if she was just drawn to it, if she just felt this energy. I don't know. Because I remember we, we were at a comic book store in Savannah together, the same one I always went to and got you the coolest shit at. Yeah. Um, and myself some pretty cool stuff too. Um, and we were there together because I was picking up a a copy that had just came out of Over the Garden Wall because they were doing like another short run. Um, so I was going there like every other week to pick up the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just randomly picked up the first one. She got like the first two comics before any omnibuses came out. Right. And she fell in love with it. Wow. I don't know if she's kept up with it or not, but um, it was probably limited. I'm I'm sure it's not still around. No, I mean like as in like just reading it in general. Oh, reading you all can of get it. The, you can get the omnibus and stuff. Uh, they're called trade paperbacks. They're Omnibuses called, are the entire series. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so let's let's move on. All right. What's next? We've we've said enough about Scott Pilgrim. Although we didn't say, Lauren, would you recommend everyone watch this movie? Yes. Is this a good screen movie? This is a very. This is the this is the best screen. The best screen. Movie. I love this movie. Um, I like this movie. It is. If you like games and like silly stuff, you're gonna mm-hmm. love this movie. And also love a movie that doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. If you want a serious movie, like you're gonna not even look at this, so that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. All right, Lauren, let's switch over, switch gears once again to our screenless shoutouts. Screenless shoutouts. I'll, I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, my screenless shoutout. Do you need out. a reminder? What? Do you need a reminder? Of what I did off the screen this week? Yeah, like what your shout out is going to be. I'm doing it. Alright, oh! well, go ahead and say... No, no, no. Wait, go. no. I did. You said this is going to be my shout out. Okay, well, yeah. I okay. <laughs> no. So, on... Was it on Sunday? It was on last Sunday. We... Russell and I went and had a little coffee date at a local coffee shop. <laughs> um, sure. And... Uh, we were sitting near this kind of more open area that had like a couch, like a seating area. We were at a table, and then there was like a a couch next a to couch, it. A couch, basically. And there was this couple that had a baby, and the baby kept pe- like a walking baby, so it was maybe like two. <laughs> the walking baby. <laughs> the walking baby. Um, and it kept like peering around the side of the couch and looking at Russell and I, and. <laughs> oh my god and um at first we were like just waving to her and stuff and she was waving back she was super super cute baby and then i started you you can't see it you can't see it this is an audio medium what's she was started thrusting her head forward really quickly and opening her eyes really quickly like like a like Like a jump scare like jump scaring the the baby. baby and we the both liked it the baby loved it <laughs> yes. but like i was just imagining like the vine, vine boom sound effect yes. or something like <gasps> yeah <laughs> so that was amazing that was pretty funny that was a very like funny moment of the week um yeah and then i guess my other screenless shout out of the week is right before we started filming this. <laughs> oh my god i got my my melody nendoroid in uh i have Cinema roll pre-ordered, and I'm about to order Kuromi. Wow. Because uh, I got my tax refund this week, so. Congratulations. Thank you. 
What is your screenless shout out this week, Russell? My screenless <laughs> shout out this week is, um, oh fuck, I feel like I had one, and I just completely dropped the ball on it. Yeah, is it just getting the PS Five? No, that's screen related. <laughs> that is <a> <laughs> that's like screen <laughs> shout out. Um, my screenless shout out this week mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Oh. What the hell? Well, my arm. I had my arm you in a weird spasm? way. No, no, my, my shoulder dislocated. That was really weird. Oh, that felt strange. Oh, man. Um, Russell's double jointed in his shoulders, by the way. This is not something That to wasn't the way about. it normally goes, though. Oh. Um, my screenless shout out is. Boating school. Boating school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, my screenless shout out is everyone who watched our last podcast. Yeah, I think we got a lot of engagement. We we did get a lot more engagement than usual. It also helps. Apparently, they mentioned it in Disky Disc. They did. So it might people who aren't in the in the Discord server made listen to it organically. Oh, they might. <gasps> like we don't have to force the gun in their head and say listen to our <laughs> listen podcast. to our fucking podcast. <laughs> it's two hours long this week. You better like it. <laughs> Uh, we did get like double the views that we normally get. So two? Uh, tw- <laughs> I mean, twenty five. Oh, that's is really what it's good. At right now, which is really that's good. That's really good. Like again, we don't really try. Like we we're not. No, here well, to- also if you think about it, if there were twenty five people sitting in the room with us, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Yeah. Even if they they walk out two minutes in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's fine. They paid for the ticket. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which they probably were like, wow, that guy's really quiet. I think. <laughs> well, can't you see like when people like drop off? Um, I don't. I don't like. Lo- I don't like looking at that. I, that part. Would make I don't me like that part. <laughs> um, but of of course, like we're not doing this to like be like, yeah, we're gonna become famous. We're uh, just doing podcasters. this for funsies. This is just all for fun. Although it is about to get harder because yeah. your um, schedule is gonna be really weird. My schedule at my new job is really weird. There's some weeks where I'll be working like eight days in a row. Mm-hmm. So. We're either going to have to, like, double up recording some weeks or something, or the podcast may have to be, like, every other week. I think we'll have a good plan. I I think we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um... I just need to know what days are off, basically. Like, well, yeah. you'll have my rotation. It's the same. Yeah, we won't be able to watch movies together anymore. No, that too. That, We're gonna be because yeah. I'm gonna be working second shift, so like two to ten. Yeah, and Russell will still be working like a nine to five. It'll so be a we, rare occurrence that we get to see a movie together. So like movie yeah. theater movies will be like a very rare. We're rare also probably treat. not gonna be able to go on Tuesdays that often. Yeah, uh, if a Tuesday, if it, a Tuesday ever is your day off, it is sometimes. <laughs> It'll be a guaranteed, like, we're going to yes. a movie and we're yes. recording a- afterwards or whatever. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, my screenless shout out is everyone who is giving our podcast a shot and commenting and liking and smashing the buttons. Okay. Um, feeling very good about podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because just because it's fun. Yeah, we're having fun. Yeah, we're just having. We've gotten a lot more comfortable. We should maybe set up a so. rule like Discus where you don't watch the first few, because I remember the first like twenty. Very <laughs> awkward. Um no um I think yeah I just think I like I like where it is right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, and we hope you like it too. Yeah, if you don't, send us feedback. If you don't, 
stop watching it. If you don't suck don't it care. up, cry about it. Stop watching or listening to our podcast if you don't like it. No, but for real, you can send us feedback at goodscreenpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, or just recommendations. Or Twitter. Or Twitter. If you're, allowed Twitter. To, if you're allowed to tweet. Yeah. They took back the API thing. Yeah. It's just limited now. Um, What else am I going to say? So, yeah, this is Manic Pixie Dream Girl Month. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we're going to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I have been out. We watched, like, the first five minutes of it. We did? Yes, at some point. Because I remember the part when it opens and they're, like, on the bus together. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, we watched it for five minutes, and then we were like, no, let's watch something else. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, we're we're going to do that next week. So, if you know anything about that, is it called Eternal Sunshine as follows mine? Yep. Okay. I was getting mixed up with, like, Little Miss Sunshine. I was like, am I saying the wrong <laughs> thing? But um, if you know anything about that movie, another I think another Blue Hair Girl movie. Blue Hair honestly. Girl movie, and also um, actually extremely depressing. Yeah, really manic. Oof. Um, if you know anything about that movie or have any insights, mm-hmm. you can send us an email. Yeah, we just tell us your the experience. The first time you watched this movie, what you thought of it. Yeah. Uh, be like our friend Will Party. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked enough and my voice hurts. Oh, okay. We should stop. Yeah, we should probably stop. Thank okay. you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.